0: No, no politicians. I know no statesmen. What little money I have, I spend for bare necessities. In short, Albert, Carolyn, why are you spreading this soft soap with such a lavish hand?
1: Well, we're willing to let bygones be bygones.
0: Oh? Well, thank you very much for the offer of tea, but
2: I shall take a walk just the same.
3: he will go the way we did. I know he Forget will. Forget not
1: Now close the door. And what if he does? All he'll see is that Sedgwick lay in the alley. We didn't kill him. Anybody could see it was an auto that done it. And Campion can't know about the money he had. Sedgwick was only here a few days.
3: But But we gotta hide it.
1: In case... In the mattress with the rest.
3: Oh, we ain't got time. Huh? What if Mr. Campion does know about the money? What if he sees Mr. Sedgwick and he comes back here? We ain't got time to open the mattress and close it again. And the mattress is
1: the best place. All our money has always been no, saved in the mattress.
3: No, no, no time. i um, put it in the fireplace until tomorrow morning. And then what? Well, uh, when the bank's open, you, you go clear over to the other side of town. If it's a nice day, you can walk. Um, change one of the big bills into little ones.: You're crazy. What good's that going to you, do? You'll, you'll see. Now, now, listen. And then... Go to another bank and put the little bills in the bank account.
1: Oh, we ain't got none.
3: You can open one. Maybe do the same thing for a week until all the money is out of here. ain't nobody knows us on the other side of town. Yeah. I see.
1: <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> and
3: then we we'll are good and sure that nobody else knows about the money. Uh-huh. We can take it out of the banks and then bring it back here.
1: <laughs> That's smart, pretty smart, Carolyn. But even Mr. Smarty Pants Cavendish couldn't think of nothing like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a splendid idea, Albert and Carolyn. You sigh with relief and settle to sleep, which you can't. Then it's morning. You leave the house, Albert, In your pocket is a hundred-dollar bill. You start for a bank across town, a bank where no one knows you. You reach the bank, give the bill to one of the tellers. He looks at you, hard. Is there some suspicion in his glances? Is there, Albert? But he changes the bill, and you hurry out. You start for another bank blocks away. But before you get there, a newspaper headline catches your eye. You can't read it all, but two words make you start and turn pale. Bank robbery. You read as much as you can, but your lifelong miserliness doesn't let you spend a nickel for that paper. One phrase strikes your eye. Marked money. Now you hurry home. The other bank is forgotten. You should take a taxi. But you don't think of it even though fives and tens are clutched in your pocket. The dampness from your hand making them a pulpy mess. Now you're home. Safe. Hey, uh,
1: Crocky. I, I can't stop now, Mr. Campion. Okay,
0: so you can't stop, but don't you don't you want to know why this policeman is here? B- policeman? Where? Using the phone down the hall. It seems our good friend, Mr. Sedgwick, has some shady dealings. Sedgwick? Well, well yes, you see... There's... i, I got to go to Carolyn. I, I went out to get some medicine. No, no, well, the, the law will wait, Mr. Crocky. The law will wait. Carolyn!
3: Carolyn! Is, is, is the policeman gone, Albert? No, he ain't. I saw him coming down the street while I was looking out the window for you. I didn't say nothing. Then I heard the policeman and Mr. Campion talking. Now, you tell me what they were saying. I couldn't hear it good. I put my ear up against the door. I, I couldn't hear nothing but low talk. All the money. That's what he's
1: here for. That's what he's here for. Where's the rest of it?
3: Still in the fireplace. I'll get it. Are they going to arrest us, Albert? Oh. Are they going to arrest us
1: for taking the money from Sedgwick? The newspaper said it was marked. The bandit took marked money from the bank. The serial numbers was all wrote down. That Mr. Sedgwick must have stolen it. Now we got it.
3: Oh, we got to give it back. Here, here, take it. You're crazy.
1: Then we got to admit we took it off Sedgwick. Sedgwick, he was a crook. We got to get rid of this money.
3: Albert, what are you doing?
1: burning it. Oh,
3: Let, go oh, Let go of
1: my arm. Let go of the bank. He looked oh, funny at me. He must have called the police when I left the oh, bank. You're
3: burning now it. You're shut burning up. it. It's all burning. Shut up. up. Oh. Albert. Albert, you didn't have to hit me. You didn't have to hit me. <laughs>
1: That's a policeman. You keep him away. Money's nearly gone. and he can come in. Go ahead. Don't stand there like a fish.
0: Go
3: ahead. Who, Who? Who is it?
0: Appian with a stout minion of the law. Name of, uh. Um, he says his name is McCarthy. Right. Just a couple of seconds, more. Just a couple of seconds.
3: I. I, I ain't dressed.
0: Oh, come, 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 Mrs. Crocky. It's after ten. You were up early this morning. I heard you. Uh,
1: it's done, Karen. Now you can let him in.
0: and Carolyn. Your chase is one, isn't it? You thought it was your lucky night that your good friend, Mr. Sedgwick, lying dead in the alley would turn out to be a profitable investment after all. You thought you'd be able to stuff his money into your mattress with the rest of your hoard, didn't you? But there were too many strings attached to that $5,000. That's why you're relieved now as you watch the last of it smolder in the grate as the door opens to admit Sergeant McCarthy and Mr. Campion.
1: Well, what is it, officer? What about Mr. Sedgwick?
2: Well, when we found his body lying there in the alley, we had to find out where he was staying. That's why I'm here. Now, you say he's been living here, eh?
1: Only for two days. Mm-hmm. We didn't know nothing about
2: him. Well, of course, honest folks wouldn't. I uh, had a record a yard long and more aliases than you could shake a stick at.
1: And as soon as I read about the bank robbery, I said to Carolyn, that Sedgwick is the kind of man who looks like
2: a robber. Sedgwick mm-hmm. a bank robber? Is that right, Sergeant? Oh, Lord, no, Mr. Campion. Small stuff was Sedgwick's line, sneak even. Why, he'd sneak little stuff out of hotel rooms in boarding houses. Say, is there anything missing from here? Trinkets or some cash, eh?
3: No, nothing we
2: know of. Ah, good, good. No, Sedgwick was no bank robber. Uh, besides, the bank robbery you read about is all cleared up. All the money's recovered. No,
1: that's not right. Well,
2: it's all in the morning papers. Uh... The crockies never buy newspapers,
0: Sergeant McCarthy. Papers cost a whole nickel.
1: Sedgwick had $5,000. Five $5,000?
2: Well, how do you know?
3: He had it, we know.
2: Not a penny on him when we found him.
3: You say that he robbed hotels and boarding
0: houses?
2: Yes. Albert, Carolyn,
0: did you by any chance keep money in your room here? Well, how did you? The mattress. Here,
1: the mattress. It's been slid open. Our savings, our own money,
3: it's gone. You, you burned our money. Oh, you fool, you burned our own money. Our own. Cedric stole our money. We got it back just by luck. But you burned it. You burned our own money. All our savings. All those years of scrimping and saving, and you burned it. Our own money.
0: In the animal world, there is the hunter and the hunted. Hound and fox, hawk and sparrow, chicken and worm. But who is to judge precisely which is the pursuer or the pursued as we enter The Chase? The Chase was created for the National Broadcasting Company by Lawrence Cleve. This story was by Russell Hughes. Heard in the cast were Virginia Payne, Arnold Moss, Martin Rudy, and Louis Van Ruten. The Chase is directed and transcribed by Fred Way. Fred Collins speaking. Next week, greed and avarice join the pursuit for a hidden fortune when you listen to The Million Dollar Chase.
2: Tonight, meet the Veep on NBC.